Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Candid Crypto. Michael and I discuss NFTs. What problems do they solve? And how do you actually build one? For those who are interested in building an NFT, I made a technical tutorial whose link you can find on our website, candidcryptopodcast.com. Now, onto the show. There's also artists who use the blockchain to get their fair share of commission from their streaming, from people streaming their music. Um, I downloaded the app today called Audius, and that's supposedly a blockchain-powered music streaming platform. And I recognize really? some artists, there was like Disclosure, Dead Mouse, other... So, so what's unique about this blockchain music platform than like Spotify? Are they all NFTs, essentially? I don't know. Uh, they, they didn't seem to be tra that transparent. <laughs> the big thing was they were plugging their own token. And the more of their token you have, the higher your account ranks up. They didn't make... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't make it immediately obvious that that was kind of the monetization of the platform. But yeah, these audio tokens... Those are, those I would keep an eye on for the next pump. <laughs> this is not investment advice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, dude, I spent the past three days building the official Candid Crypto NFTs. I know, it's been a process. Yeah, it has been a process, mostly because I didn't want to pay, you know, OpenSea or, um, you know, another service to create these things. I wanted to see, okay, like, I think I have enough kind of development and systems administration knowledge to maybe make one of these. Now, that being said, the platforms offer an easy way for you to do it. This was a lot. Much easier. <laughs> this, this was a little more technical. To make a long story short, I did that mostly because I wanted to uncover, like, what the hell do you put on an NFT? Like, how do you actually build these things and what kind of processes and tools are people using to make these the ultimate takeaway was that the blockchain serves a very specific purpose in this situation it just lets you verify proof of ownership by and large most of the information about the nft is stored somewhere else on the internet not on the blockchain which seems a little counterintuitive but that's how it works and I don't want to get too much in the weeds because if people are really interested, they'll check out your video as they should. But are you talking about kind of, is that when you're talking about um, finding like a location to actually put it like the, the servers involved? Yeah. And in hosting. Metadata, the metadata on the token that has to live somewhere else. You don't put that into the blockchain. I mean, the working sessions that we had and you walking through the tutorial with me, that was, I had no, I had no experience using, and it was cool to understand the the metadata behind the NFTs. Yeah. So, what is an NFT really? The definition we used in episode yeah. three, and what we talked about in our Ethereum episode, was that a non fungible token is something is is one of a kind. It is a token that exists quantity one somewhere on a blockchain. So it's unique. 
there's not 10,000 of them minted at once. It's just one. And each token has unique properties. And I mean, that really is the core of an NFT. I think it's interesting looking at all the different use cases. It's really not specific to one industry. NFTs can be used for so many reasons and can help so many people in different spaces. You talked about artists and musicians are now using NFTs mm -hmm. to sell their artwork and really get a fair share of the earnings. There there are yeah, a lot of use cases in the uh in the creative space for non-fungible tokens. You're able to tokenize your artwork or at least a digital representation of your artwork and you're able to do that with music as well. And then fans can prove that they have their favorite artists NFTs. It's certainly may seem um, a little alien to someone who hasn't had experience with cryptocurrency, but I have a feeling this is becoming a new trend. NFTs really came on the up and up in 2020. And while the crypto market as a whole kind of retracted these past few weeks, NFTs are still being bought and sold like crazy. Yeah, I think uh, the hype has settled a little bit, especially with just volatility in the cryptocurrency market in general. I it, It's definitely not as big of a bubble as some people said it was. Uh, Auction House, I'm reading this off the internet. Auction House, Christie, Christie sold the work of artist Beeple as an NFT for $69 million. <laughs> we spoke to that use case, but I mean, that's a ton. That's a yeah, ton of money. that's a ton of money. <laughs> and... There is certainly an argument to be made that these things are speculative, just like a lot of other crypto assets are, which is true. You shouldn't buy these things with the expectation that it'll double your money next year. Rather, the novelty and I suppose the cool factor, the digital identity sort of, uh, you know, paradigm to learn about each other, that is certainly taking off. It's been validated by the fact that so much money has flowed into the space and NFT as a search term became more popular than cryptocurrency slash Bitcoin at one point. Oh, no way. I did not realize that. I mean, I don't know. $69 million. That's a lot. That's definitely an outlier. But I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like people will pay like 10, 20, $100,000 for an NFT for these like collectibles, not only just like art pieces, but just like random collectibles. I know that's probably one of the second biggest use case is collectibles. If it's sport collectibles or even like crypto kitties, you know what I'm talking about with crypto kitties? Yep. Yeah. It's like, I guess people find it valuable because it's some of the first NFTs on the Ethereum network. And in 10 years, it will be like, oh, this was you know, even if even if it's just a stupid little pixelated cat, like in 10 years, they're like, well, it was just on the blockchain such a long time ago. Right. Isn't that cool? It's Ted. Is it, yeah, exactly. When it's a 10 year old NFT, maybe that'll increase the cool factor. I don't know. I mean, $100,000, I don't think it's worth it. But I can see how some people are speculating, you know, this enormous amount of money for these NFTs. So relating it back to our NFT. Yeah. Our NFT is currently not live as of recording on uh, June 2nd, Wednesday. On Friday, June the 4th, 
our NFT will be on the Ethereum main network, which means that you'll be able to bid on it if you would like. Um, honestly, it's a GIF. Like at the end of the day, this NFT is linked to a GIF that is hosted on the internet. That is all this is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and by and large, NFTs are just digital representations of whatever media you can really drum up. It can be an MP4, you know, an audio file, a JPEG, an whatever. Yes. I think that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sure as time goes on, we'll figure out a lot more creative data to put into these NFTs, like um, tying them to real world assets yeah. in some sense. I've, but I, we're not there. Well, we're kind of getting there. I've heard about a few use cases where they'll tie it to um, license or certifications. Like, I mean, oh, interesting. Yeah, because it's unique and it's way easier to validate that this individual has this license or certification if they just minted it as an NFT. Right, right. Because then ultimately you're just relying on the blockchain to work, not for the... Yeah. Or even like, yeah. I this might be a little far out there, but like uh, a deed to your house minted as an NFT. Well, and ideally that's where, that's the direction we'd head in. So as long as we could somehow figure out how to tie it to real world assets... When we manage to tie NFTs to real-world assets, we will really see... Um, well, I shouldn't even say that, you know, because we haven't thought about the things that NFTs can be used for. Tying them to real-world assets seems like a cool thing to do, but in all likelihood, it's going to be something else. It's going to be probably related to data. There's just things that um, we're really waiting for people to build at this point Yeah. On top of on top of this ecosystem. And I mean, the platforms will get way better. A, you can build your own, do it, you know, through your own website, everything like we did on CandidCryptoPodcast.com. But yeah, <laughs> but there's stuff like Open Seas. What what are what are some other popular platforms? Uh, so there's also the one that I remember off the top of my head is called Zora. Z o r a. Zora. Rarible, yeah, and then Mintable, Mintable. is another one. Zora Cargo. That's what OpenSea is showing me. Okay. And also Mint Base. But okay. I haven't really used any of these tools myself. At the end of the day, all these tools are going to charge you extra money. So if you want to reclaim that uh, portion that they take, then be sure to check out the uh, supplemental video that I'm publishing on creating your own NFT and actually having it be live. It's pretty cool. We're super excited to release our own NFT. Next is the yeah. coin. You know, uh, at Candid Crypto, we don't we don't want to just talk the talk. We want to start building these things out, even if they're a little rudimentary. They definitely will allow people to maybe grasp the technology in a, a more relatable way when they can get their hands on some Candid Crypto tokens. Which <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure which I'm sure will be pretty generous with because. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just tokens <laughs> yeah and Liam it would be interesting I mean I watched you or I watched some of you know some of the working sessions that you've had to build this NFT and it's definitely not for everybody it would be interesting for maybe me to mint an NFT using you know the plug the plug and play methods of the platforms and we could do a little comparison of totally both processes I think that would be interesting and 
then we could say, oh, like how are these, you know, technical underpinnings different for how they kind of, uh, yeah, you deploy your NFT. Yeah, that would be cool. And I don't think it's that hard. I mean, I mean, it was hard at first to learn it, but now that you've learned it and you you taught people through the tutorial, it should be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, the tutorial was 15 minutes. I'd say I could do it front to back in about 15 minutes. Whoa. So, so uh, we definitely sped up a bit, but it did take some, it did take a lot of reading, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of old forum posts. So yeah, make your own and then uh, sell it for millions of dollars. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Candid Crypto. Remember, candidcryptopodcast.com. Reach us there. Take care, everyone.